0: X Talks connects professionals in the life science, medical device, and food industries with useful content like webinars, job openings, articles, and virtual meetings to help you succeed in your career. This food industry-focused podcast brings together some of our editorial staff to share insights into the latest B2B industry news to help keep you up to date. Hello everyone and welcome
1: to the Xtalks Food Podcast. I'm Sydney Perlmutter, Senior Food Industry Journalist and Webinar Moderator at xtalks.com and this week I'm joined by Aisha Rashid and Vera Kovacevic. Thanks for coming today. So Halloween is just around the corner so it's very fitting that I'll be talking about a Halloween-themed story today to start us off. So if you haven't heard of them before... McDonald's had came out with something called Boo Buckets uh, many, many years ago, and they're bringing them back this year. They have they were sort of um, a tradition that many looked forward to uh, when Halloween Halloween came around back in the day. And these are just ghost-themed pails, which became a fast food sensation since their inception. And they hold a special place in the memories of both kids and adults alike. So in a statement, um, McDonald's said, let's be honest, spooky season isn't official until boo buckets are back at mcdonald's it's very presumptuous of mcdonald's to say um very very uh centered around uh you know their company but um so starting october 17th fans can get in the halloween spirit at uh participating mcdonald's restaurants nationwide with four new happy meal designs including monster skeleton mummy and vampire So the buzz around Boo Buckets seems to rejuvenate each year, especially with McDonald's announcing their comeback this year. So for Halloween 2023, the franchise has spiced up the Boo Buckets collection with a new entrant, which is a purple vampire Boo Bucket, um, adding to the additional Green Goblin, Orange McPumpkin, and White McBoo. So let's just talk about the history of these buckets because I'd never heard of them before. So in 1986, McDonald's introduced this whimsical twist to its Happy Meal offerings by packaging them in Halloween-themed buckets, which could also serve as trick-or-treat pails for kids. Known for their playful designs, these pails quickly became emblematic of McDonald's' seasonal offerings, marking a delightful phase in the Happy Meal saga. The evolution of boo buckets over the years reflects McDonald's attempt to keep the Halloween excitement alive. Notable design alterations included the -the glow-in-the-dark feature introduced In 1990, and an innovative cookie cutter lid in 1992. However, it was in 1991 that McDonald's briefly veered from the bucket design, offering glow in the dark vinyl treat bags under the name McBoo Bags, which Um, although a deviation didn't diminish the love for Boo Buckets. The 2010s brought forth collaborations with other characters like Mr. Potato Head and entities like uh, Peanuts and Monster High, adding a contemporary touch to the traditional Boo Buckets. And though there was a pause in their availability after 2016, the news of their return last year reinstated the Halloween tradition with a slight tweak in design featuring cardboard lids. And their grand reappearance ignited a flurry of excitement on social media as anticipation bubbled for weeks leading up to this nostalgic revival. And as the Boo Bucket saga continues for 2023, the allure seems to remain intact, with the newest Vampire Purple bucket already creating a buzz. And their design, now with more ornate handles, retains the nostalgic charm while embracing a fresh touch. So, the cost, obviously, of Happy Meals fluctuates across different McDonald's outlets, though they're typically priced between $5 and $7, and the inclusion of the Boo Bucket substitutes the usual toy that comes with the Happy Meal, so there aren't any additional charges, but given the substantial pre-release publicly surrounding the Boo Buckets, a swift sellout is highly probable. Collectors, in particular, might be vying to secure all four color variants, potentially impacting the stock levels at restaurants, and these coveted pails will be a available through Halloween or while supplies last. Collecting the buckets has almost turned into a hobby for some, with the rarity of certain designs amplifying the thrill uh, of the hunt. And a peek into online marketplaces like marketplaces like eBay reveals a bustling trade of these cherished pails with prices fluctuating based on the year and design. So, what came to mind for me was that even though these are obviously meant for children, much like the toys that come with ch- typical Happy Meals, um, it seems like McDonald's has really been able to sort of create these limited, um, you know, limited time items, or 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 even just um, uh, meal like like actual like menu items that adults have become really, really into and want to collect. And I did do a quick search on eBay and I was finding like these boo buckets from uh, the 80s and 90s, um, not for terribly expensive prices, but there is there is like sort of this sort of fandom around um, these things. And obviously, uh, they're reintroducing them again this year. Um, And I just have a feeling that even though, like I said, they're meant for kids, I think adults may try to get their hands on them. It's kind of like a beanie baby craze. Like, we think they're going to go up in value um, once, you know, in 20, 30 years from now. So what do you make of of the return of this, you know, once iconic bucket uh, for Halloween and how McDonald's, you know, does this type of marketing?
2: Yeah, I wonder why they uh, disappeared for a time. Like, I guess they discontinued it and now McDonald's is launching it again. So that's interesting. Um, I think with the rise of social media, like other people are seeing that they're back and it's probably reminding them of their childhood. So I don't know, they, they may go to McDonald's now and get a Happy Meal just for a boot bucket. It's not something mm-hmm. I would do personally, but...
3: <laughs> oh, come on.
2: I mean, I, I, I don't so because I don't even remember seeing them when I was a kid I don't remember boo Boo buckets did you guys I I
3: vaguely remember them like I didn't I had no idea like they were called boo buckets but I I don't know I feel like I've seen them like but I feel like they weren't a huge huge thing or maybe that's just me but like yeah, very vague memories. Maybe I was too young or... But wait, they were around until 2016, right? And then paused in 2016. Is that right? I think
1: probably on and off. I couldn't exactly okay. track down like... Yeah, they, they were around in the 2010s. I don't want to say that they were around every single year in the mm. 2010s. Um but, yeah, there was a pause after 2016 until last okay. year, and now they're back again this year. And then there was – I looked up the, the glow-in-the-dark vinyl bags. Those ones seemed a little bit underwhelming. Um <laughs> Because mm-hmm. uh, well, it's just another bag. A bucket at least lasts, and I mm-hmm. appreciate the idea of like you know a dual. You know, it's, it, the meal comes in it, and then you also use it for trick like sure or treating. I like that. I like that. It's
3: sustainable. It's, you know, it's got
1: multi use. Exactly.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I again, I do think I have seen these around. Um, yeah, I think I have seen trick-or-treaters with them, too. So they've been around. And I think, yeah, McDo- it's McDonald's, right? Like, their marketing has always been uh, uh, really, really good. And I think they're just playing probably on the nostalgia with with the, the, the Boo Buckets here, which, again, I didn't even know that's what they were called. But yeah. And um, again, like you guys were mentioning about social media, I think <laughs> everything, you know, uh, things tend to blow up there. So I think. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. And again, I, I like the fact that they are buckets and they can be reused. Um, and uh, yeah, I think kids would defi- definitely go for it. And probably adults, too, um, who are, you know, just for the nostalgia and things like that. So, yeah, pretty cool. And it comes with, like, the Happy Meal, mm-hmm. but not the toy. Because mm-hmm. the toy, okay, because mm-hmm. the bucket is the toy. Yeah. What right. do you think
2: of the size of the blue bucket, Sydney? Do you think it's big enough? Not I was actually
1: thinking about that because I was like, is this a strategic, you know, play to indicate that you shouldn't have? candy that is overflowing or, or more than, than, <laughs> than these buckets, And it's kind of hard to get oh. like a, an idea of how big they are. I also don't think McDonald's whatsoever has the authority to dictate, um, how much candy is healthy for a kid, uh, <laughs> given, you know, the food that they sell. Um, yeah, just from the picture, and this is the only picture I could find from McDonald's, um, it. They do look kind of on the smaller side, but I guess, you know, if you put it next to a child, it yeah. could be a little bit bigger. Um, I guess, I guess if you don't think it's big enough, you bring a backup <laughs> pillowcase uh, for that overflow.
3: <laughs> I was actually thinking that you thinking that this might be a good way for if they're small, like for McDonald's to be like, oh, you need more boo buckets. Yeah. Mm. So you need to collect more, <laughs> right? Because, um... I'm just trying to see um, how big are boo buckets. I,
2: can't, I mean, they I look know. like the length, like maybe the length of like a human head, maybe, maybe shorter than that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not. And I know little kids, you know, like four year olds, five year olds, they can't carry a huge bucket. So it makes sense for them. That's true. That's oh my true, God, yeah. they're
3: tiny, actually. Yeah. Oh
2: no. That's not that enough, right? Not, no, that's not good <laughs> no, for a good load.
3: Yeah. No. <laughs> No,
1: no, 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 no. Yeah, so maybe it is an incentive to get a a few. Um, Yeah. Yeah, one for the parent, one for the kid
3: um, or multiple kids. Um, Gotta stock up on them. Mm -hmm. I remember back in the day, like, I'd have some really impressive hauls when I was a kid. (laughs) Candy hauls, like, oh my gosh, it was crazy. (laughs) But I'd say, like, sometimes three, you know, grocery bags worth doubled up because they were so heavy. So... But then, yeah, I don't know. Progressively, like it just dwindled. But I remember, yeah, when I was really young, like yeah. it was,
2: yeah, no way, no stuff. way would <laughs> this food bucket be enough for me.
3: Oh no, I'd probably need yeah like, six of them. More. No, maybe More. six to ten.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, probably yeah. No, these are too small. No, I'm not gonna cut it.
2: <laughs> All right, McDonald's for the 2024 I redesign. Let's make
3: these uh, three times exactly. big. <laughs>
1: All right, moving on to our next story. So in August, Campbell's Soup, it acquired Rouse sauce owner Sovos Brands for $23 a share, which reflected a total value of a staggering $2.7 billion. So Sovos, um, which is a company I'd never heard before, its other food brands include Noosa Yogurt and Michelangelo's, but its standout star has always been Rouse. So what makes this sauce brand essentially worth billions of dollars, and will Campbell's new ownership impact the brand? So let me tell you a little bit about Rouse. So it was founded in 1992, and its sauces expanded out of a historic Manhattan restaurant that offered expensive Italian food products, and since then, it's become the leading brand of high-quality sauces, but its offerings also include dry pastas, soups, and frozen entrees but Rouse accounted for nearly 70% of Sovos brand's 2022 sales, or approximately $837 million dollars. So Sovos, which only f- uh, was founded six years ago, went public in 2021. And early on, the company noticed that brands emphasizing craftsmanship, transparency, and compelling narratives were on a rapid rise in the food sector. And this led Sovos to acquire and foster such brands for a greater expansion. Michelangelo's was its first acquisition, followed by Rouse, and it's now become a renowned um, company for its exceptional exceptional sauce range. So since Sovos' Sovos's acquisition of Rouse in 2017, the brand has expanded over ninefold, according to Yuri Hermida, the chief growth officer at Sovos. A noteworthy achievement is volume-driven growth, particularly in an era where growth is often price-driven. So with Rouse, the brand has consistently seen close to 50% annual growth in volume. But there's a, there's a catch to it, and that is that each jar is $8. So it's obviously a much higher price point than fellow Campbell's brand, Prego. Um, now, despite the premium price tag, the brand has gained quite a cult following thanks to its inclusion of high-quality ingredients and Simply just word of mouth marketing. Rouse's impressive success has only been possible because consumers are willing to spend more money for quality items. And while price is typically reflective of various costs associated with production, packaging, and distribution, Rouse also uses its high price point as a selling point. Um, it, you know, it differentiates Rouse from other competitors since many consumers see it as an indicator of quality. So Campbell's, famously associated with its soup, and you may think of it from owning goldfish crackers, might not initially seem like the right fit for a premium food label, but for a large corporation aiming to tap into that premium sector, acquiring a top-tier brand can be a strategic move, and this allows the company to cater to customers already accustomed to upscale prices without upsetting their current customer base by raising any costs. So when the acquisition was announced, Campbell's and Sovos were very enthusiastic about the deal, However, there was online resistance, especially from devoted Rouse enthusiasts. Many voiced voiced worries about potential changes in the popular sauce's flavor or ingredients, and as it stands, Rouse promotes its homemade sauces as free from added water, tomato paste, sugar, or colors. The new management, though, has committed to maintaining Rouse Rouse sauce's signature taste, we will not touch the sauce, affirmed Mark Klaus, the CEO of Campbell's. If the flavor stays consistent, most consumers will likely won't be concerned about the change of ownership. So this transaction is expected to close by the end of December. So I thought this was um, awesome. I mean, I have never tried Rouse before, but I had seen it actually, I think, either on social media or somewhere. I'm not even sure. I, I think it's available in Canada, but I'm, I'm not too sure. However, I absolutely need to try it after, um, you know, researching the company a bit and writing about it. Um, and I think it was a really strategic investment from Campbell's. Because um, when you become the, you know, renowned for a product or, or a couple products, I think that is like a really, especially for in such a crowded space, like pasta sauces, um, you've really outdone yourself. And that's a huge achievement. And, you know, Campbell's noticed that and and acquired the brand. So um, yeah, what do you make of this acquisition? Have you heard of Rouse before? And and also, what do you think about that, you know, the price tag? Uh, and would you be willing to spend $8 for a jar of pasta sauce?
3: Yeah, it's funny because like the other day I was at like um, the grocery store and I saw like sauces that were like $9.99, $10 and over for a pasta sauce. And it's like, wait, what? Like, But then it was kind of like, Yeah, we're just so conditioned into, like, going into stores and buying, like, cheap pasta sauces, right, Um, that have preservatives and sugars and stuff like that. So I think maybe this might be, like, it's great to see that, like, you have different sauces of varying qualities now entering the market, um, because either it was, like, you know, people making their homemade sauces or um, just resorting to, like... uh, you know, supermarket sauces, which haven't been known to be the best quality. But now that, you know, with um, sauces like Rouse, which has been around for a long time. Again, I hadn't heard about it, but I think we're seeing more and more um, high quality. I'm not sure what the word would be, but like maybe better quality sauces um, in the market now available to consumers. So I think that is great because choice is great. I think it's all about that. And to have such a big name like Campbell, um, you know, having bought out and, uh, um, you know, uh, the browse sauce and for it to be doing so well for it, I think, um, yeah, definitely a great uh, move on Campbell's part. And I think it would definitely be garnering more interest among consumers because Campbell's is such um, a trusted name. So, yeah, I would definitely be willing to try it and even though at that steep uh price point it might be worth it
2: is campbell's uh, really that trusted because i think fans of raw sauce were kind of worried that they're going to like uh
1: well yeah mess yeah. with it a little i yeah. you know what yeah, i it. <laughs> i appreciate the self-awareness on campbell's part to make that statement and reassure consumers like we're not touching it I can maybe anticipate like just a different uh, or more broader distribution, or, or or whatever a larger company with more money and resources can offer. Um, maybe we'll see that. But I, I, you know, from what I understand, I don't think they're messing with the recipe, and I think that is of utmost importance to um, consumers. I think I think the devoted fans were just worried because um, you never know with a change in ownership, like quality can decrease or prices can increase. And, and that's that remains to be seen um, about the prices. But um, since, you know, they recognize that they're really known for, for the, the premium ingredients and, and you know, the, the taste, I, I appreciate that they said we're not going to change it. And I also want to point out that you know I'm a really big pasta person, and I love making sauces at home. Um, and even though that price tag like seems high, if you are going to make a you know a quality tomato, even just regular like tomato pomodoro sauce at you know at home or a marinara you're spending at least eight dollars on ingredients at least tomatoes ain't cheap no they're not cheap especially like (laughs) high quality like san marzano tomatoes or you know if you want to yeah if you want to buy quality ingredients and make a quality sauce yourself yeah you're spending at least eight dollars so this is Mm -hmm. already done for you i appreciate that there's no added sugar or preservatives they keep it pretty natural um so i like I, I'm really, I would really want to try this because I love pasta and I want to see, you know, if it, if it, uh, you know, if it's worth the price tag, which I think it would be. Cause yeah, if we take a step back, it's really not, it's, it's really not that expensive. Um, and uh, you, you, you probably get a decent amount of sauce too. Um, and if you, yeah, you probably get a couple couple meals out of it. So yeah, you, you, it seems shocking at first, especially compared to uh, prego or ragu or whatever, which I've had before and they're not great. Mm, yeah. They're very affordable, but you know, not, not the best. I'm a little bit pretentious about pasta, so pardon, <laughs> pardon me <laughs> there, but yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not amazing. So I think it is actually a pretty reasonable price. All right. Well, that's the end of this episode of the X Talks Food Podcast. If you like today's show, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, everyone, and see you next week.
0: Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the X Talks Food Industry Podcast. If you enjoyed our discussions today, please share the episode with your friends and colleagues, and be sure to subscribe in order to be notified when a new episode is released. To join in on the discussion, you can find X Talks on social media, email podcast at xtalks.com or comment on the articles directly. Links are in the show description. Take a moment to join our community at xtalks.com to get access to everything we have to offer, including webinars, job listings, virtual meetings, articles, and more.